Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. We're your hosts and PGA coaches, Andy Proudman and Piers Ward. And these podcasts are really about one thing, making you better. Yes, on here we'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as players and coaches, as well as bringing to you special guests to help your game. Let's get into today's podcast and help you take charge of your game. So before we get into today's podcast with a fantastic guest, we just wanted to let you guys and girls know that obviously we're in a tough time at the moment with this coronavirus and we want to make sure at Me and My Golf that we're doing the best we can to help you out. So what we are doing for anyone who's not a member already of the website is offering a 30-day free trial. It's normally a seven-day free trial, but we're offering a 30-day free trial so that you can come in and have a look at the great content that we have in here. We've got coaching plans that you can have a look at, but ultimately what we wanna be able to do is to give you some golf instruction, coaching, education, a little bit of fun whilst we're in these tough times. So hopefully you can make your way to the, the website, use the Home30 code and you can have a look at the website and what it has to offer and hopefully you'll see how it's gonna help improve your game. Now, today's guest is an unbelievable story. He's had a meteoric rise over the last couple of years. He's worked with some of the best golfers in the world and some of the legends, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus. He's formed close relationships with Justin Rose and Ian Poulter. And he's, a, he's an amateur golfer. But this man has managed to form a niche market in impersonating these golf stars. So you may know him as Connor Sketches, his real name is Connor Moore and he actually starts the Connor Moore show on Golf Channel, is starting mid-April. So this is a really fun podcast for us to do. We got to know a little bit about Connor, about these projects that he's done with these amazing players and how good he is actually taking them off with these impersonations. And obviously we want to see some of those and we hear some of those impersonations towards the end of the podcast. So here we go with Connor Moore. You know him as Connor Sketches. We hope you enjoy. So Connor Moore, welcome to the podcast. But actually, is it Connor Moore? Is it Connor Sketches? Is it Tiger Woods? Is it Ian Bolter? <laughs> we don't even know, do we? Um, how are you? You okay? I'm good. Yeah, it's early in the morning. I still don't know who I am now. I'm, I'm only up a few minutes, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's Connor Moore. A lot of people do ask me. They're like, is it Connor Sketches or Connor Moore? And it's interesting. When I started doing uh, making videos about three years ago, I, I named my Facebook page Connor's Sketches. And I did it because I was making sketches and I'm Connor. But then after a while, the S was dropped and everyone was calling me Connor Sketches. So then I became Connor Sketches in Ireland. And then when I was working in Ireland for a year and a half, and then I did golf. And then a guy told me from a marketing department, he was like, you need to make your name Connor Moore now. He was like, if you're going to go to America and stuff, they need to know who Connor Moore is. So I, uh, I had to change my name back to me, real name. Which was <laughs> <laughs> you still maybe put it as a middle name, maybe. I, th I think this is, look, again, thank you so much for your time today. I think this is a really good opportunity for people who've obviously seen your stuff. They know how talented you are, and they have they've must have laughed more than you than anybody in golf, I would say. It's going to be great for our, our followers just to get an idea on, first of all, how you've got to where you've got to. And then obviously we're going to be talking about a few things golf because we know you love your golf. And then obviously we've got to throw in some of these impersonations at some point for sure. But how did it all start for you? Were you doing this when you were a kid? Like take us from sort of five to how old are you now? Uh, I'm 31. 31. Well, take us from five to 31. <laughs> yeah, I, know, yeah. I was going to say 25. <laughs> 
5 to 31, that's a long, long way back. Uh, do you know what? When I was a kid, um, there's these guys in Ireland called Apres Match. Um, and they used to come on RTE, which is like the BBC of Ireland. And they used to come on after the soccer. And I don't know if you guys know about Eamon Dunphy and all these people. But they used to impersonate these guys. And my dad got the DVD. It was like in 95 or 96. I may have been about seven. I remember sitting down watching it with him. And I had no interest in it. And I had no clue who was on the TV. But he was hysterically laughing at this. <laughs> these guys. It was a live show that they did uh, in Dublin. And he was laughing so much. And you know when you're a kid, obviously, like you think if your dad thinks it's funny, it must be funny. So then I was trying to nearly impress him and he'd be coming home and I'd be doing impersonations of the impersonators and stuff. And I did it for a couple of years and a couple of my friends in school used to get a great laugh off it. I used to do all the soccer guys like Mick McCarthy and all them. And then all of a sudden, when I was about 12 or 13, I just stopped. When I got into secondary school, it wasn't cool or something. I don't know. And I just didn't do it. And... I was, I didn't do it for honestly about 15 years. Wow. Outside doing my uncle, I played uh, Gaelic football and I used to impersonate my uncle who's the football manager and I have him down to a tee and he didn't know until about a year ago that I did him. <laughs> so that was that was a, a nice surprise for him at Christmas. <laughs> we were like, do, do Ned, do your uncle Ned. And he was like, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do you. But um, so then I, I, I was working selling phones for a company called Three in Ireland. I think Three is in the UK too, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yep. And um, I was one of those guys that would ring you up and be like, oh, I can save you 10% of your phone bill and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I was good at spinning yarns and stuff like that, just from that job alone. But uh, I then was playing a Gaelic football match and there was a bit of a, an argument on the pitch and it made it into the papers. And... Uh, Myself and a few relatives of mine were all involved in this little thing, and it was a picture in the paper. Sounds and like a little we'll argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice way of putting it. And I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen with the argument, but anyway, what happened was our club got fined and their club got fined, and nothing. It was all handbags. It was all a lot of pushing and stuff. And I did a Snapchat video of a bunch of Irish people talking about the row. First time in about fifteen years, I did a video or an impersonation of anyone outside my uncle. And all my friends were like, geez, that's so good. Like, you should put that online. But I knew if I put it online, no one was going to care about it because it was just a little local football match, like Sunday League kind of stuff, you know? And the next day, though, I did a video. I just was like, I was up all night thinking I couldn't sleep. And I was like, if I do a video on something, a national subject, maybe that might garner some traction. And I did. And literally the thing went, it went sort of viral. At the time, I thought I was world famous. It got like 55,000 views. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, so I'm onto something here. Amazing. Yeah, and I got a phone call from, do you know the platform joe.co.uk? No, you, no, uh, no. It's a, it's kind of, it's a publisher. Uh, it's, it started in Ireland, but it's now in uh, the UK. It's huge, but they do politics, they do soccer, sports, everything really. Uh, it's a bit like Barstool Sports, that kind of, uh, or Lad Bible. Yeah, like that. But they say they're not for lads, they're for men. Um, <laughs> but they called me up and were like, do you want a job with us? And I was like, uh, yeah. So they brought me up and they said, let's see your stuff. And sure, I had no stuff. So I never got the job. But I was so disappointed I didn't get the job off them because they asked me, can you do like Klopp and all these soccer people? And I couldn't because they wanted like UK soccer stuff. I couldn't do it. And I went home so disappointed. The next day I quit my job and I just started making videos. I said, I'm going to give this six months and see what happens. And then four months later, they called me up and were like, "Here, we give you a job now. <laughs> Brilliant. How good is that? 
stuff, yeah. So did you, you obviously amazing. did you take the job, obviously? Oh, I did, yeah. But in my head for months, I was like, I can't wait for them to ring me and offer me. And I'm going to be like, you know what? Shove it up your arse. <laughs> <laughs> but then when they rang me, I was like, oh, will they give you that job? I was like, yeah, I'll be there. When, when do you want me to start? I'll be there one day. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a great amazing. story. And when was that? When, yeah. What year was that then, Connor? Uh, that was, I started in June 2016. I did my first video on my own and I got the job with them pretty much January 2017. And I was with them for a year and a half. Okay, and and the main guys you're doing first were the football guys. Yeah, the main guys I was doing was uh, Gaelic football guys that you you wouldn't know of, like yeah. really Irish kind of guys. But I also, from when I was a kid, could do Mourinho. Um, so I, I, you know, I think I can do the special one. I think you two guys are very, very good at the golf. I think you could be very, very good trainers. I think for Todd. <laughs> and I was doing that, and so I had him down, and I learned Klopp off Jurgen Klopp the Liverpool manager because I was trying to think like how I kind of started doing the videos was like let's do something other people aren't doing because there's loads of impersonators out there so I was like who can I do that people want maybe to hear from and then a couple of my Irish characters really took off and became big and no one had ever impersonated them before so I kind of nearly owned them do you know what I mean I like (laughs) their character so I was like no one's doing Jurgen Klopp and that's Klopp was the impression that got me uh, the job with Joe.co.uk because um, Jamie Carragher tweeted out and was like, this guy's brilliant. He's brilliant. <laughs> now, I don't know why I said it in his voice because it was a tweet, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Carragher, I met Carragher a couple of months ago. He did a show in my hometown and I was like, I, we were chatting and I was like, I view to tank. I was like, if you maybe never put out that tweet, maybe my career wouldn't have t- taken off like that, which just goes to show you the importance of getting the old tweet from someone uh, with some notoriety. That's Do you know what though? Cool, especially with you being a Liverpool fan as well. That's, that's pretty yeah, uh, yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. Decent, isn't it? I think oh, he's I a think, guy. I think yeah. you'd have got there anyway, Connor, with the talent that you've got and with what you're doing. It would have come through anyway. Definitely. <laughs> Cheers. So yeah, so obviously you went through that there. You got to with with Joe and then and then what's what 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 got you into the golf then? Where did that come from? Uh like I I, I didn't grow up really playing golf or anything, but I, I love sports. So I loved golf, but the only time I had ever watched golf was majors. So I was tuning in the masters. Like we would look forward in my house to the majors. My dad was the only one that was really interested in playing golf. Cause we, me and my brothers all played team sports and that kind of thing. And it's golf is hard when you start playing it. And it's so individual, like you go out and you play badly. Cause you're just terrible when you start off, it puts you off going back out again. Cause you're playing like soccer and Gaelic football and you're good at those sports. And then mm. you're all of a sudden feel like an idiot. Standing <laughs> looking at you. You're like, I don't want this. So I didn't really play much, but I always really loved it. And I was like mad interested in the characters. And because I had done Irish impersonations, I always had McElroy and I had uh, Harrington. And Harrington was always the easiest impersonation to do. Cause, hey, it's great. <laughs> Just kind of like caricature that's made of him in Ireland. Um, <laughs> So I did, I had them down and my dad became the captain of my local golf club, which is Mullingar Golf Club. And he was like, I want you to do some gigs for me in the club. And obviously like he's my dad and I obviously understand the business a lot more than he does. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do one or two. And he's like, well, you know, I'm there for a year. I might need you to do four or five. And I'm like, you have everybody sick of me after two gigs. I was like, I can't keep going in doing the same stuff. But then I was like, wait a minute, maybe if I did some golfers, like that would change it up, you know? And I started learning off Poulter and Sergio. And then I was, it was around January. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do a video for the Masters. And so I literally from January to April, 
studied some golfers and it was more European tour golfers. I didn't really focus on America at all. And then my brother was like, geez, you got to do Tiger Woods. And But in January, Tiger was still like this injured guy that like yeah, was yesterday's man. And then he played, I think, the Honda Classic. Um, was there something else he played? He came second. Maybe it was Honda he came second in. Yeah. But, uh, all of a sudden, Tiger was kind of back in the mix. And I was like, geez, I better get this guy done. Like, you know, and I was doing him and it was so hard. Like, honestly, I... I, I Gave up on him two or three times. And then about five days before the video was supposed to go out on the Monday of the Masters, five days before, my brother was like, yeah, man, if you don't do Tiger, like, it'll still be good and all, but if you have Tiger Woods, you'll win America over. Like, they will love it. And I spent the next four days, I gave up. I was still practicing everybody, and I stopped practicing everybody except Tiger. And I just ate, slept Tiger Woods, listened to him all day. I was in this room and I was like, oh. and then when I found, he said the conditions were really tough out there. And that's, I suppose I keep pushing that. Yeah. But that when I heard him say that and I, his jaw didn't move and it was like, uh, yeah, and the conditions are really, really tough out there. And yeah, I played well. And I just got a couple of words and then I was like, right, I have enough words to make up 10 seconds. And then since then, obviously it's got better and better. It's just any, it's like with anything, it's the more than golf impressions are the same thing. Like the more you practice, the better you get at them. Like you really do. It's not a case of people go, oh, you've a natural talent. And like, I don't really know if I do. Because like, if I went to do one of you right now, it'd be terrible. And someone else might be better than me. But give me 10 days and I'll definitely improve it. And give me, you know, a couple of weeks, it'll be way better. So that's pretty much how I got started in the golf then. Yeah, I did the master's video and my phone went crazy. And I got a tweet. I think Niall Horn retweeted it. But now Niall Horn's like a, a, a personal friend of mine. So that wasn't uh that wasn't too hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> Sergio, Sergio retweeted it. Um, that night when I woke up the next day, I realized he wrote, wrote that, oh, this was hilarious. And then everyone in golf started picking it up. And I got a phone call from the golf channel the next day. And they were like, you want to come to Orlando? I was like, sign Tommy, me up. Sign me up. Yeah. It, was, it was funny, actually, Pierce, because uh, we, in, we interviewed um, Sergio <laughs> Connor. Probably it was last year. And we got yeah. him on stage. And, and he was like, <laughs> he said, he says, yeah, we asked him about you. What do you think of the impression, you know, the Connor, Connor Moore? And he's like, yeah, he says he's good. He says, but I don't know where he's got this laugh from. And then, <laughs> and then he did the laugh himself, but he, I don't think he even realized it. Like he laughed himself straight after and said, I don't know where he's got this laugh from. <laughs> he, when I met him, I met him last year uh, at the PGA. It was around this time last year. It was the Players' Championship. And I was standing right beside him. And I was at the commissioner's house. And... I was standing here and he was right there and I was like, oh, is it there, Sergio? And I was about to go on, there wasn't a stage, but I was about to take the microphone and start entertaining. And I looked at Sergio and he kind of looked at me and I was like, oh, hey. And he kind of went, oh, hey, man. And he looked ahead and I was like, oh, geez, he either hates me now or maybe he doesn't know who I am like. So I said, I'll just introduce myself. And I literally put my hand out and I went, I'm, and he just looked at me before I got to say my name, he just went, <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes, what's with the laugh, man? It's really, you know, the impression you got it down. But the laugh? So where did I do that? I was like, I don't know. You just look like a fella that laughs like that. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, it's great. Unbelievable. And obviously now you, you obviously got some stuff happening this year as well. Um, I and mean, we will talk a little bit about that at the end as well. But you got some exciting stuff happening with Golf Channel this year as well. In fact, let's just go through it now. Let's just go. What have you got? Because kind of brings us up to 31. Yeah, uh, I suppose. Yeah, 31. I, I came over here a couple of weeks ago to Orlando and I, I moved over, packed the bags 
and uh, they're giving me my own show, the Conor Moore show, it's called. Just in case anyone gets confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and it's it it's uh, like it's still going to be great. Like I think, um, obviously, a lot's changed with the the virus and everything else. So we we had a studio. Like it was amazing. I was blown away when I came over. I didn't know what to expect. I was thinking, is this going to be like a YouTube show? What's it going to be? And I, I walked into the uh, the building and the studio and the lights are up and the Conor Moore shows on the wall and on the desk. And I was like, wow, like this is incredible. And so it's a show pretty much like it's a comedy kind of golf show. Um, so there's like we've got an opening monologue. We're going to have some interviews with some players like uh, probably not your basic uh, golf interviews because I, I probably if I'm the golf comedian, I have to make them somewhat funny. So it's going to be some weird twist on them. We just have to figure out what. Uh, and then we have some sketches as well. So we're all, I think we're all in need of a laugh right now. Yeah. So hopefully the timing is all right. We were supposed to start it um, just actually this week, uh, two days ago. We we're supposed to start it uh, Tuesday and uh, the 31st of March. So that's obviously it's pushed out to the April 14th. So we're kicking that off. I have to record it all now from my apartment. So it's going to be a bit like this. Because <laughs> no, we were on, we're on lockdown order. So no one's allowed to come in. I'm not allowed to go out. So they were like, uh, how do you feel about shooting it yourself? And I was like, just, you're going to have to give me plenty of time. But So I, I, I look at it like I've got a promotion. I'm now not just a presenter. I'm also the producer, editor, and director. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think people are going to be a little bit more acceptable of you being in your house in the current situation. So I think it's uh, the content will speak for itself. I'm sure it will. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think it's just about making it funny and it's making it somewhere relatable to what is going on as well, you know. Um, and in fairness, the guys at the Golf Channel are great. Like, you know, they give you every chance and put like whatever they can behind you. So like, I'm excited for it now. And hopefully, hopefully the golf comes back soon enough because we do need it coming up with content without golf is like the, the trick here. Uh, but we have plenty in the locker, like, you know, we and we've got like a great team. So like we've got some funny stuff coming like, but it'd be great just to get golf because like some weeks the content writes itself, you know, Patrick Reed is in a bunker doing what he does or, you know, something funny happens then, the, you know, when you hit those hot topics, it's always good, you know, but uh, at the minute, maybe you guys can do something controversial and I can start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> The, um, I reckon I can get a golf ball through that window. <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose. Definitely not on purpose. Yeah, no, not on purpose. So, so Connor, you look, you've done some incredible things over the last three years, probably stuff that you maybe haven't thought possible, you know, Ryder Cup stuff, Tiger commercial. Um, did, you, did I see you at Jack's, uh, one of Jack's events recently as well? Yeah, the Bears Club. I, that's it. I mean, yeah. how's that all been for you? I mean, that just must be just what an experience to be. To be in that and meet some of these guys, it must be just amazing, really. Yeah, it is. Uh, it really is. And sometimes you just have to pinch yourself, you know. Um, obviously, meeting Tiger was was just crazy. You know, I was looking at videos of him because obviously you're here not doing much, so you're watching old videos and just watching what he did, you know, years ago and stuff. And uh, like I was watching one thing there on the Masters and I was like, I remember watching that. Like if someone sat there and said to me, you know, you're going to do a TV ad with him in about 10 years. I was like, what? <laughs> you know? It's insane, like really, you know, but um, yeah, it just isn't Jack and everyone. They're all like, you know, the, the thing about golf is, and especially coming over here, you know, and in America, um, I, I, I same probably for English people as well. Like, uh, Americans love us, you know what I mean? And when you come over, they'll do anything for you and they're just, they're so welcoming and stuff. So just from the start, like the whole experience in golf has been just unbelievable and everybody's been so cool. Like even when I met Tiger, like, like I was obviously a bit nervous, 
And when I walked in, he was right there. I was like kind of walking in the door thinking, jizz, now when am I going to see him? The door opens, he's just right there wearing the red T-shirt, ready to go to record. I think I was late. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, no entourage, no nothing, just him standing there. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Whatever. He's like, oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> and then a few minutes passed, we were chatting, and then he goes, do me. I was like, well, I want to hear it. I want to do it. Come on, do it to me now. I want to hear it. Is this any good? You know, up close and personal. So I was like, oh, well, conditions are really, really tough out there. And I played well today. I really did. And he's like, God damn it, you sound just like you did. <laughs> yeah, that's, really, that's awesome. Well, he, 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 was, he was so cool, like, you know what I mean? And I, a lot of people are like, what was he like to meet him and stuff? Like, honestly, just such a normal bloke. Like, you know, you're just talking about whatever. And he'd watch loads of the videos as well. Like, cause I was kind of thinking, I wonder has someone just showed him these videos last week and be like, you're doing a thing with this guy next week and blah, blah, blah. And like, he was telling me, he's like, oh dude, when you did the master's video, the Sergio thing, I love that. And he was like, your Conor McGregor is so good. I mean like that dude's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's high pressure for you though isn't it when you're coming into a you know you're standing there with tiger woods and he says okay impersonate me now and you're like going okay <laughs> yeah that's- it was it was in a sense but also he kind of um and i don't know maybe like is he a lot more of a people person than people make out that he is but like he made me feel like a uh, million dollars when i walked in the door like awesome. when he was talking to me i was kind of like Geez, this fella's like a real fan of mine <laughs> you know i was kind of like <laughs> I was after it. I was thinking like he, he's probably just really good at like that or something. I don't know, but like I remember like as soon as we kicked it off, it was I was so comfortable. But he'd made me so comfortable. You know, I'd say that's down to you. Yeah, him as well, of course. But I'd say that's down to you. He obviously, is a fan. I think from what you've said, that's cool. Well, hopefully. <laughs> I think that was a great question from Andy. Obviously, talking about obviously what it's like to be with Jack and Tiger, but I want to know what it's like to be with Shane Larry the day that he wins the Open Championship, because uh, that must have been pretty special as well. Got to be honest, lads, I can't remember a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was special. That's honestly that's up there with uh, one of the most amazing moments of my life. Like especially in golf and everything. Like just being an Irish person, like you know what it's like. And obviously, it was in Port Rush, and. Um, I remember someone asking me a couple of months before the, the Open, oh, what does it mean to you for the Open to be in Port Rush? And I felt like I was kind of, I didn't know what to say. I was like, well, I don't know. Like, you know, as in I didn't grow up like a big, huge golf fan. But then when I seen Shane drop that put there, you know, and win the Open on the island of Ireland, I was like, wow, I can see now what this really, the significance of this. Obviously, you know, Rory winning it all week. The talk was Rory. Um, and like, obviously, I would have loved to have seen him win it. Um, and then Shane winning, it was just like, I'm from about 20 minutes from where Shane lives. So we're down around the same neck of the woods in, in Ireland. And he, he's definitely the most popular sports person in the country. I just think it's cause he's so, he's just very himself. He's Shane, yeah. like, you know, and he's very approachable and stuff. But, uh, it was one of those moments, like when we watched stuff in Ireland, we like 1990 world cup, like we got to the quarterfinals and people remember like the, the penalty shootout save and stuff like there's these kind of moments in Irish his or Irish sporting history no one will forget and Shane's is like probably number one yeah. you know what I mean it's like up there with the really greatest moments any Irish uh, sports person has ever uh, accomplished or been through or whatever and then the following days were just amazing like obviously there's a lot of drinking like what else would you be doing after that but um there was you know there was that was great and all that but like probably one of the highlights for me was on the Tuesday we went back to his hometown in Clara and they asked me to go on stage and do a bit for his homecoming. And I was like, of course, like it, I was honored to go down and do something. But before I brought my dad, my dad is a big golf fan. And like, he was the guy kind of that 
only for him in the golf club, I maybe wouldn't be doing all the golf. So um, I brought him into Shane's house on the Tuesday, uh, and like he got pictures with Shane. Like he he was nearly trembling, holding the claret jug. And he was like, look at these names, look at these names and stuff, you know what I mean? And that's definitely the coolest thing about the job, I think, when you get to do things like that. Um, for people that really appreciate them kind of moments. So like the that that whole week was just surreal. I can only imagine what it was like for him, like, because for even just ordinary people in Ireland, when I was walking down the street in Dublin on the Monday, I couldn't get over the amount of people just stopping me to tell Shane congratulations or whatever, you know? And I was kind of like, how do, I was like, how do they even know who I am kind of thing? Like, but. Unreal. It just was that type of uh, amazing moment. Like, it was just something you'll never forget. Like, it was just a crazy week. Brilliant. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So, I mean, Piers, I, I was, I was going to go into some golf, but I, I still want to just dig deeper into how things got started, <laughs> really. And not it got started, but who was your first, who was your first impression that you're doing? Who was that first guy that you did? The first guy was, I don't know if you know him, but a guy called Eamon Dunphy. Okay. And he's, he's, he's a pundit in Ireland. But, like, in terms of golf... He's a pundit in Ireland that says anything. He said some of the wildest things in the world. Like, he's just, I don't know how, he would never survive in the PC era of now because he says some crazy stuff. He, him and Roy Keane were great mates for a long time and then they fell out. He wrote Roy's first book. Remember Roy done the thing yeah. Finger Holland? He wrote yeah. that book and uh, Roy left the World Cup and stuff. So he was like my first guy. But again, it was like an impersonation of an impersonator doing it. But then... There's a guy called Mario Rosenstock in Ireland, and he was doing Mourinho, and he was doing Harrington and a few of these guys. Uh, and I started, I suppose, listening to his stuff, and I started doing Harrington. So Harrington was my first golf impersonation. And to be fair, I've never, ever had to work on it. I've never, some of them are, like, different. I've never, ever, ever sat down and went, all right, I'm going to, like, practice Podrick. Just haven't. Just easy. It was never just like, yeah, it was just so easy to do really squeaky and it's you know it's like that so you just have to keep going and hopefully the Ryder Cup will be uh, played this year and if I've got 12 wild cards I'll probably pick the two of you who knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so who's your favourite to do who's your favourite golf guy to do or actually who's your favourite to get to do Poulter hands down Poulter I start all my gigs with Poulter because like I've, you realise when you're doing live gigs the importance of starting well I remember my first gig I ever did, I, I started, I, I left the best tree to last, but you can lose the crowd then, you know, yeah. if you don't. So you got to like pick and choose who goes where. And in golf, Poulter is definitely, uh, he's number one all the time. It's just such a funny character. Like none of them are really them, you know what I mean? Like it, Poulter is like just a caricature of someone that like is, believes he's the greatest thing since sliced bread type stuff. And he does, he has said some like cheeky stuff, like in, a lot of it's tongue in cheek. But I've just rolled with it then, and like, and thankfully, like he loves it. Yeah, like yeah. you know, he, he really enjoys it. And I've met him a couple of times now, and he's like such a such a nice fella. Like it's, but he's definitely. I said to, I actually told him that a couple, we were in his house doing a gig there around Christmas, I think it was, uh, or was it before Christmas? And uh, he asked me that question. I was like, oh, it's, I'm not just saying it because I'm talking to you, but it's hands down, it's you. I was <laughs> like, I do you. People are just in stitches laughing. And the crazy thing is, like, some of them in terms of impersonations. There's plenty of them. In America, everyone thinks my Poulter's spot on. But if you're from Ireland or England, like, you'll know that it's not exactly spot It's, it's an exaggeration. Oh, well, you know, I, I really bring it up. And I could do it, like, more like him, but it's so much funnier going, <laughs> show, you know? So when I'm over here, like, everyone's like, my God, that's the best impression I've ever heard. And I'm kind of like, 
it's funny, but it's not the best impression, I don't think. But it's like it's the, definitely the funniest. I think you can do that with him, can't you? If you can yeah. do that, because he has, like you say, he's he's got this edge to him, and and as long as you can take the mick out of him and he likes it as well, that's always comfortable, isn't it? Because you can probably push the boundaries a little bit on this, can't you, and keep going. Big time. It was like when I did my first gig for the Golf Channel was the Open at Carnoustie in eighteen, was it? Yeah, and. I actually pre-recorded a video the week before and it was like the golf whisperer or whatever and Faherty, David Faherty was the, the therapist and Sergio and Poulter were coming into him and it was to go out on the Friday. So it went out on the Friday night but Poulter actually missed the cut and I was like, like he was going in going on about his game and he was like blaming everybody else for all his ills and stuff and I was kind of going, he's going to think I recorded that today to take the mick out of him. Like, <laughs> getting uh, knocked out of the open and I'm like he is going to be pissed like because like <laughs> he's just got cut and now he's going to see a video coming up like of someone really just ripping the ripping the mick out of him or whatever and then I remember asking the guy at the golf channel I was like I'd rather it not go out maybe you know maybe after the weekend and then he was like look dude you, you just got to let it go and just you know it'll be fine he's not going to like say anything and then uh, this tweet comes up from Poulter and on it was yeah, you know, I've just had a shit day, and then I've seen this, and this made me laugh. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, That's perfect. That's perfect. And is it how for you? What's the process like? Is it literally watch them, listen to them, and that's it? I mean, how do you break it down? Uh, yeah, it's fairly basic. Uh, there's nothing really. A lot of people ask me all that question, and sometimes people are like, "So, what's the process?" And what's you know, the and formula. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's literally just sit there and bang my head off the. Oak. I tried to spend at the minute. Obviously, a lot of my time is taken writing up sketches, and I'm that I, these days I'm just I seem to be on call after call after call with different things. But um, I try to like lock down two and a half hours to three hours maybe a day doing impersonations, like just practicing people. And I'm always like trying to practice new people. Some days I'll say, right, I'll top some people up and go back on a guy. Like at the minute I'm trying to do like Jack. Um, and that's really, really, really hard. Do you know while I could do maybe a Bryson didn't take me too long to get. It's not perfect by any stretch yet, but Bryson again is more of a caricature than anything else. Um, and that's where you got to find the, the, the middle ground on these things. You can sit there and say, I'm going to get this perfect. But perfect mightn't be too funny. Yeah. You know, you got to find it funny, you know, and you got to find the little nuances about them and things that they do. Like Bryson does this thing with his eyes a lot where he's like, yeah, you know, and I just thought it was a really good shot to hit. And he kind of does this <laughs> thing with his eyes. And I'm like, so I'm like looking for these things off him. But then with Jack, Jack's voice is like so unique. And the fact, obviously, he's eight years old now. And your voice, I suppose, kind of, as it gets older, it starts to like break up a little. So I don't know if I'll ever get Jack, do you know, but I'm practicing, yeah. I'm practicing and I'm kind of thinking, is it something just when I'm older, I'll be able to do them or like, <laughs> you gotta wait till you're 18. Videos <laughs> up, just do the older, you know, it's like, but I think it'd be funny to have some videos of Tiger and Jack kind of having the crack with each other. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. You yeah. know, about like the record and kind of what goes on behind the scenes, like, you know, and what this, they say stuff to, um, this, you know, all in front of the camera, it's all nice, but behind it all, maybe it's not. <laughs> you know, that'd be quality. That'd be quality to them, sort of bad mouthing other players who, who are never going to get anywhere near as good as them. I like that. I think Tiger quality. and Phil as well. Tiger and Phil could have some good battles. That'd be good. 
Yeah, and they might be doing that match. I'm actually looking at Phil now. Phil is one that's actually taken me a long, long time. Yeah. And I, my Phil got pretty good pretty quick, but I'm kind of like, I like to get them to at least maybe an 8 out of 10 before I'd put it out. And everything kind of improves that. Like my first Tiger would have been maybe a 7 or an 8. And now it's like maybe a 9. You know what I mean? A 10 is like perfection. But like Phil is something I'm looking at now and it's just hard to keep the tone of his voice or something um, there's a few of them that are just tough that take me a bit longer but again I've sat there I've done racing videos I've done different videos and I always find like if you have the time to put in if you told me that I had the perfect fill for this day three weeks and I had nothing else to do I could do it it's just yeah. that you've so much other stuff to get through finding the time and then also like I, I still do the Premier League stuff and I'm actually learning off some of them at the minute so I spend about an hour and a half on Premier League a day at the minute to learn like Solskjaer and a few of these guys because, uh, again, I'm just like I'm a sports fan, so I like to keep it. It's not really work for me, yeah, you know, yeah. watch. But I'll just sit there all day and watch these interviews. You know, I'll try to pick one interview that I really want because players can sound different, different days. Like I could send you two Phil Mickelsons and one is very nasally and then one is kind of through his mouth. And they're like two different people nearly in a sense, but you, obviously you're not Phil. But uh, that's the, the hard thing. You have to pick the ones that you think, right, everybody will definitely get that one more than that one. You know, so it's just literally, it's very, very boring stuff. I'm just sitting in a room listening to all day. <laughs> so it's not so boring your, your neighbours, your neighbours who know you live by yourself are going, wow, this guy moved in downstairs and he is a fruitcake. He's talking to himself every <laughs> moment of the day. <laughs> I tell you, actually, you know what I've done? I, I took all the music. I've no music on my phone. Uh, I've no music whatsoever on my phone. I've just got people's voices. I downloaded a document, so I'll get a YouTube video and I'll download it and I'll put it into my phone. So um, I don't need like that or whatever to listen to it. I can listen to it anywhere. And I'll be walking around with headphones in and I'm listening to people then, because a lot of it is just listening and it's nearly a memory. You just have to memorize how they say stuff. And I remember, uh, one day I was doing Harrington. I was in Dublin and I was only starting to do golf. And I had a look at Harrington and I was like, and again, it was fairly, it was like the first time I'd looked at him. I knew I had him anyway, but I was having a look at him and I was walking along with the iPhone earphone in. I was walking up Grafton Street, a bit like High Street there in London. And I was walking along and I was like, yeah, you know, it's great. You know, and I'm delighted. I thought I played well yesterday and everything was going well and I hit the ball well. And my friend came up behind me and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I went nowhere. My friend was behind me. I didn't know he was there. And he just came up and he goes, Why? I was like, oh, I was on the phone. And he goes, what are you talking like that for? <laughs> and I had to tell him, I was like, oh, I was like practicing my voice. He's like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, so literally God. sometimes I'll do that. I'd be walking around. I could be talking away on my, once I have the earphones in, no one thinks you're mad. So I could be yeah. just walking along, you know, even in the airport last week. Um, I was practicing. Who was I practicing? I think it was Bryson. And I was like, just talking about myself going, yeah, you know, I played really good out there today and just really, and I'm just yapping away, but nobody around me is like, looking at me because they don't know what, I'm, what I sound like anyway, you know? Oh, brilliant. I love this. I love this. Um, Andy, I think we better get into, because we've got quite a few in the, we've got the, the quick fire stuff. Yeah, let's get into and the quick fire stuff. And then we've got some follower questions as well. And we've, uh, yeah, we're going to be, okay. yeah, let's go for that. So I'll okay. let you uh, we'll explain what you're fire. about to do. Well, the quick fire, we normally do just quick fire standard questions, but we're going to do this with a bit of a twist. I'm going to interview you and you're going to be the different you're going to know who who basically you are so tiger you've just hit the best stinger two iron you've ever hit 
How did that feel? <clears throat> well, it felt good. It felt really good, actually. Uh, you know, obviously, um, it's easy to, to do these things when you're somebody like Tiger Woods, because uh, I'm so great. But uh, a lot of it's flexibility, dude. Uh, you know, my back has been bad. And I saw uh, on your Instagram that you're now doing the yoga, possibly for your fans. But a lot of people don't know this, but I've been doing yoga with Andy now for, for a year, maybe a year and a half. And, uh, you know, it's improved my back and I'm able to hit stingers. And I think you should do that professionally because you're actually a, you're an okay yoga teacher. You're a lot better at yoga than you are at golf. So I would. <laughs> oh, you know, I was trying so hard not to laugh through that. I just want to listen to it, but it was too hard. I had my uh, eyes closed for the first part. I thought, this is quality. It's Tiger. <laughs> okay, right. Second one. That's great. You've just won your second green jacket, Sergio. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, it's just incredible, you know, um, you know, to, to win two as amazing. To win one is amazing, to win two is just incredible. And to beat Tiger in the playoff, I mean, that was just the icing on the cake, you know, because everybody knows I hate, I mean, I love Tiger, you know, he's a really great guy. And I said to him after, I said, you know, you're such a great champion and to, to win it uh, off you and to have you put the jacket on my back is just such an honor for me. And I know you're going to win more majors and possibly break Jack's record and you're a great guy. That's what I said. That's what came out of my mouth. But in my head, I was like, <laughs> man, I hit Tiger. <laughs> oh, oh, that's brilliant. I love it. Okay. Uh, um, right, next one. You did it again. You single-handedly won the Ryder Cup again. Ian, how, how must that feel? Uh, well... Uh, you know, it's not easy carrying Europe all these years. Uh, I've got to say, it'd be, it'd be pretty decent now. One of these years, if at least one of the players could uh, give me a hand, you know, in beating the Americans. But, you know, if I have to keep doing it on my own, I have to. Uh, obviously, we've got the Ryder Cup, hopefully, in September. Thankfully, I'm still playing. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk the last couple of years. Am I too old? You know, and I'm just so important, you know, uh, Rumor has it that Angela Merkel, you know, when uh, when the Brexit thing happened, she was devastated, but she said, you know what? At least we still have Poulter in the Ryder Cup. So, <laughs> listen, mate, it, it is what it is, and I'll keep winning them till I'm about 103, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I'm looking forward to this one the most. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. You've just completed the Grand Slam all four majors, Francisco. How are you feeling? Just describe what you what you're feeling. Molinari. <laughs> well, I just feel fantastic. I mean, it's just incredible to to win the green jacket. I mean, it's just so exciting. It's something that I've dreamt about all my life, and now that I'm here, after winning all four majors, I I can barely contain myself, guys. I might go home now and drink a couple of orange juices and watch the grass grow and maybe watch some paint dry. We'll see. I can't wait to go home and get into bed with Tommy and to tell him what I've done. Oh, God. That's amazing. My, my cheeks, oh, my cheeks are aching, Pierce. No, my cheeks, oh, my cheeks are aching. Jawbones oh, gone, God. yeah. Cheeks are aching. Brilliant. Very impressive, amazing. sir. Very impressive. Your groins are sore after that. <laughs> get that yoga on the go. Come on, Connor. That yoga's going to help. Oh, Thanks. wow. 
Very good, very good. And that's obviously the mark of you as a man. Fantastic. I love it, I love it. All right, okay, so here we go. Follow questions. We've got three questions uh, that were picked from Instagram. I put up on stories earlier. So, <laughs> this is a good one. So, Thomas C. 29, would you rather win the Masters or win an All-Ireland football medal for Westmeath? Oh, that's a great question. That oh. <laughs> He's obviously from Ireland, Avil. <laughs> obviously from Ireland. <laughs> oh, that is a great question. Jeez, that's hard. Do you know what? Like, growing up, just growing up in the environment I grew up in, that's the sport I played growing up. So just in terms of an achievement, it's that. But then you win the Masters, you're world famous, you've all the money in the world, and you've a life... Oh man, that is like that is tough. <laughs> I'm gonna do the right thing and say winning all Ireland for Westmead. Oh, I gotta go it. with the people. I think you have. <laughs> I think I think you have. You have to. I've, yeah. It was good to me head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so uh, as well, this one might be ours as well. So Nile one seven one. Pop on as well. Oh, is that Westmead there? Is it? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so Nile one seven one. What's the toughest golf course you've ever played? The toughest I've played is actually Port Rush. Yeah. Yeah. I played Port... I, I thought that was... No, I played it on a really bad day as well. Um, the toughest course, yeah, it was Port Rush. I brought all my... Uh, I got a... After the open or whatever, I brought my dad and my uncles up there to Port Rush. And we had two four balls. And, like, they were just delighted to do it. And, like, Port Rush were brilliant. You know, we were guests and everything. And it was just such a great experience. And uh, it was funny. When we got to nine... Oh, it was. It was only three pairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, none of us are great at golf anyway. Like they're all mid handicappers, like you know, fifteen, sixteens, or whatever. Like there was no, no. Well, there was one lad that was down at eight or nine, and he had a great back nine, but he did terrible front nine. It was just the wind was up and stuff. And we play a lot of parkland golf where I am, so we're just not used to like shooting into that. It's so so different. Yeah, like I think golf over here is like a breeze, you know, with the, just the grass and everything is, everything's perfect, do you know, but I, Port Rush was the toughest now. No, I've, since then I've played a lot of links courses, like, um, and I've had some good days on them, but like, uh, Port Rush was the toughest, yeah. Yeah, we played that on a mate's uh, stag do, so it was actually very tough for us as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. That question. Okay, we've got one more for you. So, Matteo Rourke, NZ. Has there ever been a player who's taken offense to your work? And he loves your work, by the way. But has there ever been a player who's gone, who's taken offense? Do you know what? In in golf, no. Not oh. yet. There's not been. There's actually no stories that I have, like, anybody said anything bad or anything. There, there was one guy in Ireland that did, which does take the fun out of it for me a bit, because I try to, like... I love like when Porter and Sergio or Rory, you know, when he's on the podcast and like Rory was laughing at the podcast. He was like, you know, I don't like Connor, you know, because he does me too well or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, so it's always a bit of crack. So for me, like, uh, I like to, to tread the line. I'd, I'd never do something intentionally if I thought that guy would really hate that. Now I know I, I do take the right piss out of some lads, you know what I mean? But in general, I think it's like it's it's all just a, a bit of crack and nobody as of yet has taken offense. There was actually a question of a, a, a mad story. A fella on a on a golf course one day asked me this question and he wasn't playing in our group. He was ahead of us on his own and he seen me and he was he was from the States. And he says, uh, 
it was in Ireland. He goes, do you mind if I join your group anyway? And you know when you're playing with the boys and someone else joins the group, you're like, oh, Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this fella joins the group anyway. And he's asking me a lot of questions. And I was like, oh, he's a decent old skin anyway. And he was just like asking questions or whatever. And he asked me, has anyone taken offense? And I was like, no, not yet anyway. And then a question he asked me, and it was on the 18th. Thank God it was, because it would have spoiled the whole round. But he said, have you met anyone in golf that's an asshole? You know, and I like, and I turned around. And I was like, you know what? I haven't, honestly, not one of them. And from Shane, Rory, Nick Faldo, Jack Tiger, Poulter, there's nobody I've met that I was like, oh, he wasn't cool or whatever, or anything like that. But what was crazy was I looked at his phone. Wasn't he recording the conversation by video? No. Like the, the, it was facing the grass. No. But he recorded, and I was like, Jesus, trying to like, catch you out. Yeah, like I didn't even say anything. I just stopped talking to him, and he 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 copped that I he knew that I had seen that, and then he just started walking on. And he by the time we got back to the the end of the green and to the clubhouse, he had just gone. But I was like, what was he like? He Unbelievable. Was say something, yeah. But no, yeah. So no one has taken offence, and everyone in golf, thankfully, has been amazing so far. Good. It's a breath good, of fresh good. air for the golf industry as well. I think it's something that just brings golf more fun and and freshens it up a little bit. So I think. All the golfers, all, all the tour pros are going to love that, aren't they? And everybody else loves it, so. Thanks, lads. Cheers. No problem at all, no problem at all. Hey, look, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, really um, appreciate I want to, it. I want to listen to this back straight away, <laughs> especially, especially the questions. They were amazing. They're amazing. Um, obviously, good luck with the Connor Moore show. So that's 14th of April, you say now? 14th of April, and it's on Golf Pass. Golf Pass. Golf Pass. Obviously, yeah. with the current conditions we're in, there's a two-month um, Golf Pass is free for the next two months. Okay. So there's no, it is a subscription thing. So it was originally on that for that, but obviously, yeah, with the way things are now, it's uh, it's going to be free and open for people to have a look at. It'll be promo. You'll see a promo on the Golf Channel's uh, Instagram pages and stuff and Twitter and Facebook and uh, to watch the full show. It's about 10 minutes long, so it's just an hour easy 10 minutes to digest, and I'm sure pl- people will have plenty of time to look at it now anyway. So well, When they've watched that, they go straight to the Me and My Golf Total Game Series, which is also on Golf Pass as well. So there you go. Joint yes. plug. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're colleagues. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Where's the Christmas do? So, <laughs> superb. So, Connor, where can and the guys follow just... you? Sorry. So where can Karen, the guys you follow go. you on um, social? What's the best place for them to sort of just follow what the work you do? Uh, yeah, Instagram, Instagram and Twitter, I suppose, are the two big ones for me at the minute. I have a Facebook page as well. Um, I have a YouTube channel, but not much goes on that because most of the work I do is for other people. Yeah. Um, so it's usually you just share it onto your Twitter feed or your Instagram. So that's where you get most of uh, so yeah. At the moment, it's kind of sketches, but it could be kind of more soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. change those handles. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> legend thanks. thank you so Thanks. much Brilliant. cheers really enjoyed this yeah no Brilliant. problem at really all good. yeah thanks Connor. cheers Connor.